It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. All right, I'm a little flummoxed here. I'm a little blown away. I just read something on Twitter, and I know you can't trust Twitter. But I got to get to it right away. Welcome to the show. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage, John Spears, in studio, hope you had a great 4th of July. Scooter Dingus with us. He made it through his 4th of July. Barely. You all right? I'm good, yeah. Went to the lake? My liver may not be good. But went I'm to the good. lake? You I golfed? Did. Yeah, went to the lake, golfed on Monday. Oh, man. I've had a, last, I've had a good last couple days. You know, now that I'm uh, back in the workforce, I didn't have time to do anything. I'm, uh, I'm trying to put food on the table. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough working at the liquor store. You worked the holiday, as I understand. I did. It. And I, you know what, I worked at 35 years at the post office, I got time and a half. You know what I didn't get at the post, at the uh, liquor store? Time and a half. Time and a half. That's unbelievable. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to have to talk to my union rep or something. I'm, <laughs> I don't even know if they're, if I'm in a union, but I got to talk to my rep. It is Wednesday, July 5th. Hope you had a great 4th of July. I could go grumpy old man here and tell you how much uh, we should ban fireworks in residential neighborhoods after 11 p.m., <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. My grandson loved it uh, over at his house, sitting out on the porch, watching the neighborhood fireworks. Great. Man, I thought my house was blowing up. I thought people were actually inside my house setting off bombs. See, I find it relaxing. I, I sleep very You're well. You're young. You're young. With fireworks. This is an old person thing. This is an old guy thing. I didn't like, now, I didn't like fireworks when I was younger. We would always go down to Turner's down on the river. We were members. My parents were members. I was a kid. And, well, let's go down 4th of July, watch the fireworks over the river, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Sparklers, I hate. You know, I, didn't, I didn't care for any of that stuff. Sparklers are fun. And now you got people going out and spending thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. For what? Four hours of fun on a 4th of July holiday? It's crazy. Crazy. I should be in the fireworks business is what I should be in. Well, it's only good a few times a year. M&M Cartage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, the Thornton's text line, as always, 24 hours a day, that baby's open. You can text any of our shows, 502-414-1450. That's 414-1450. And if uh, you're trying to keep your – Day going, a very hot day. It's time for an icy cold thirst quencher. Right now, 32-ounce fountain drink, smaller, only 89 cents at Thornton's. 89 cents. Boy, when it's hot like this, that is really cheap. They can charge probably 5 bucks if they wanted to right now. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. So come in today, grab a fountain drink for 89 cents from Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. All right. We are going to talk about Scooter's 4th of July weekend because uh, as an old man, I got to get details what young people are doing these days. So you young people just you wear me out. I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> but I'm on Twitter. I'm flipping around, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes before the show thinking, all right, what, what can I talk about today? I got baseball. You know, the Reds have won 17 out of 21. They're on fire again. Ellie De La Cruz had four hits. Kentucky basketball plays a week from today. Uh, trade deadline in MLB is less than a month away. Giannis had surgery. Joey Chestnut ate 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes yesterday. That was weak. 
That was weak. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even come I'd close like to, to his record. I'd like to see you eat John, 62 hot dogs in a month. I can't eat 62 hot dogs the rest of this year, but <laughs> when I see Joey Chestnut on my TV slamming hot dogs, I'm expecting so. Yeah, he's a pro. Yeah. You're right. You're not wrong. All right, so I'm I'm flipping around, and I come across Brett McMurphy. He writes for uh, Action Network. He used to be CBS Sports. He used to be with some other major sports outlets. Number of games projected to be favorites in 2023. Now, this is according to Colin Wilson, who's also on the Action Network uh, power ratings. Teams expected, now keep in mind, you play 12 regular season games. Teams expected to win, to be favored, not win, to be favored in 12 games are Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and, drumroll, Louisville. What? Yes. It blew my mind. You had to have said that wrong. It blew my mind. I did. It's Louisville. (laughs) It's Louisville. Louisville. The Cardinals are projected at this point to be favored in every game. So you look at the schedule, and you go, okay, Indiana, Georgia Tech, I get that. Murray State, I get that. And then you look at the conference. They don't play Clemson. They don't play North Carolina and, and Drake May. They don't play Florida State. Uh, they do play at Miami. Yeah. So that surprised me. At Pittsburgh. Um, are you? I, I'm stunned. I mean, I would like to know at this point, and I will know about tomorrow, what the over-under is on Louisville wins this season. Got to be. I mean, with those. If you're projected to be favored in all 12 games, isn't your over-under 10.5 or 11? If you're projected to be favored. And, by the way, over Kentucky. Hello, Cardinal fans. I just woke you up, didn't I? Day after a holiday. You're a little groggy from the alcohol and the, uh, the banging in your ears from the fireworks. According to Action Network power ratings, Louisville's projected to be favored in all 12 games this year, including Kentucky, at Miami, at Pittsburgh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. I think those are both at home. Um, and I said this earlier in the week, or maybe it was last week, since I only had one game, one show earlier in the week. I said this. That's, they got a break on the schedule. They got a break this year. No Clemson, no Carolina, and no Florida State. But to say they're going to be favored in every game, they're going to be favored when they go to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech in the season opener. And I know it's Georgia Tech, but it's a road game on Labor Day weekend, on a Friday night. You're going to be favored? Jeff Brom? Is this the Jeff Brom effect? Let me ask you this. If Scott Satterfield was still there, would they be projected to be favored in all 12 games? Uh, maybe if he had recruited the way he, that Brom has, I don't. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. I, mean, way, I think all, I think Brom gets more respect than Satterfield, no doubt. But. Teams that are projected to be favored in eleven of the twelve games, their twelve games are Clemson and Florida State. Now, keep this in mind: Florida State at Clemson is projected as a pickle. Hmm. Okay, so basically, these two teams are favored in every game except when they play each other, and it's a pick. 
So when you're throwing the 12 number around, you can basically add those two as well since that's a pickle. Yeah. Uh, also 11 games. Liberty, North Carolina. Thank God they don't play Louisville. They wouldn't be favored in 11 games. Ohio State, who is their only one that they're going to be underdogs, apparently, is Michigan, at Michigan. Oklahoma, South Alabama, Texas, Toledo. Welcome to the MAC, the MAC attack. Tulane, Utah, and Wisconsin. Uh, I don't see Indiana over on here. By the way, Kentucky, nine. Now, assuming, and you have to, that they're going to be underdogs at Louisville in the last game of the regular season, you know they're going to be underdogs to Georgia. Who else are they going to be underdogs to? It's not a non-conference game, I can tell you that. Mm-mm. Their non-conference is terrible, and that includes Louisville. I'm not excluding Louisville from their terrible non-conference. Probably schedule. Tennessee. Uh, yeah. That where is that game? That's a great question. Well, that's why you're here to provide great answers, Scooter. I got it. I got it, man. I'm ahead <laughs> of you. That game is uh, in Lexington. It's in Lexington. Uh, road games: Georgia, Mississippi State, South Carolina. Louisville, Vanderbilt. Florida is at home. Tennessee is at home. Missouri is at home. Uh, Oh, well, Alabama at home. How about that one? Maybe they're not favored against Alabama. Alabama, Georgia, Louisville. So Alabama, Georgia, Louisville, which means they are projected to be favored over Tennessee on October 28th, even though it's in Lexington. And Florida. But both of those are at home. Florida I get. Yeah. Because they've had success against, they still haven't had success against Tennessee. I still think they've only I, got the one win. I could see them being underdog at Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, again, but all this is going to fluctuate. This is preseason, exactly. So, I mean, if you show up and you and you play Ball State to overtime in the opener, all of a sudden those projections change. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm getting ready for the show. I got nothing to talk about. Let's be honest. It's a Wednesday in the in early July. And I see this, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Louisville is going to be favored in all 12 games? I hope they are. Because if they are, that means they're playing good football, right? Yeah. That means Cardinal fan is on top of the world. Because basketball season has to start at some point. So Cardinal fan has to be excited about football. Yeah. Texture says, if you sell fireworks, you still have to work on the fourth. That's a good point. That's it's a good, good point. point. That's buzz. Making me not want to sell fireworks. Just smart buzz. Uh, another texter said Alabama. He tried to get it out there before uh, before you did, Scooter. But uh, you're too quick. You're too fast. Quick on the draw. All right. So there's your college football discussion for the day here on July fifth. Uh, the bats lost a couple this week uh, so far. They lost Monday. At home to Indianapolis, five to three. Did you have to work for that one? No, nope. you didn't do any bats this week. No, I only do the day game. They day, lost day week games, and they don't have any for a while. Nope. They lost to Toledo last night, seven to three. Back at it in Toledo tonight, seven oh five start, six thirty five pregame. Uh, right here on the Big X, Nick Kern will bring you all the action from Toledo as the Mud Hens try to get their second win in a row over our bats. Reds eight, Nationals four yesterday. Woo-hoo. 17 out of 21, three straight, six of seven. 
Now, I know it's Washington, but part of winning your division, part of getting to the playoffs is beating the teams you're supposed to beat. Which the Reds don't ever do. And this year they are doing. Yeah. Uh, Brett Kennedy. Ever heard of Brett Kennedy? Mm-mm. First major league game in five years. He pitched for Detroit, I think, five years ago. Uh, they bring him up from Louisville. He win, gets the win, pitched great, got over five, and went more than five innings. Um, glad for him, the guy that's been toiling in the minors, played some um, independent ball for a while. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, four for five, four singles, and his last at bat. Four for four, right? Four for five. He got robbed in his last at bat uh. by diving catching in the center field. Uh, Jonathan India, two home runs. Nick Senzel hit a three-run homer. Reds aren't going away. Thank goodness. I hey, love it. Just need the Brewers to go away. They got the Well, the Cubs helped yesterday. They beat they the Brewers in extra innings. Um, Graham Ashcraft goes for the Reds tonight, 7.05. He's 3-6. and six. This is a scary number, though. His ERA is 6.66. Six, six. Oh. That's evil. Got to change that one way or the other. Tonight. Josiah Gray for the a all-star, by the way, pitcher for the Washington Nationals. You don't say that very often. Six and six with a 330 ERA made the all-star team. Again, everybody has to have one representative. It's mm-hmm. Josiah Gray for Washington 705 Bally Sports tonight if you'd like to keep watching the red-hot Cincinnati Reds. They are going to have to get a pitcher at the deadline. The mm-hmm. trade deadline is July 31st. And it's not like previous years where, uh, in in fact, this changed, I think, two years ago. You had the deadline, and then you had the August 31st deadline, which guys could get through waivers, and if they got through waivers, you could trade for them. That's no longer the case. July 31st is it, 26 days away. They need pitching. Yeah, They got to get a starting pitcher. I mean, if, they're, they're solid everywhere else. The bats are good. Absolutely. The good. I saw a stat today, John. They have 101 stolen bases this year, which is more than their last two seasons combined. I don't think they have to look for any offense at all. No. They're fine. However, they're going to need a starting pitcher. Diaz at the end of the bullpen has been great. For the most part, the bullpen has been pretty good with Buck Farmer and, and guys like that. Lucas Sims has stepped up big lately. Mm-hmm. But they got to get a starting pitcher. Starting pitching is going to be the death of the Cincinnati Reds. And here's the question. Who do you go after and who can you get? Who will come to Cincinnati? Because it's a, it's a bandbox. Pitchers don't want to pitch in great American ballpark because a fly ball to right field is a home run. Max Scherzer is going to be on the block here. Now, he's, you're paying him $43 million, the Mets are. We ain't getting Max Scherzer. Well, Take him off the books for half the price. You pay half his salary. We'll pay the other half, and then he'll be a free agent at the end. You're just renting a guy here. That's Mm -hmm. all you're doing. Uh, And the Mets are in no man's land. They're done. And they've got $43 million Scherzer, $45 million Justin Verlander. I don't think they're going to trade Verlander. He's 39. I don't know if anybody wants Verlander. But Scherzer's 38. Here's the problem I have with Max Scherzer. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah, that's, I was, I'd rather have Verlander. Well, sure, but he's not going anywhere. They, I think they got him on a three-year deal. Scherzer, you can, you can dump some money. You're still going to have to pay some of it. Nobody's going to pay his entire rest of his season contract. But if you're the Reds, 
right now you should be looking for bottom feeders in the league who are trying to dump pitchers and salaries. And the Reds have never been a team that wants to pay the salary. Highest paid player on Cincinnati right now? Joey Votto. Second highest play pair, paid player, I think I saw this, is Ken Griffey Jr. Still getting paid. <laughs> saw a pre- I saw a serious push nice. for him to become the logo. I like weekend. that. With the backwards hat? Unbelievable swing. Yeah. Oh, Unbelievable swing. Most beautiful of all time. Mm. You won't talk me off that. Yeah, that's hard to I, – I was trying to think. I mean, Mickey Mantle had a great left-handed swing. But, yeah, Mickey Mantle struck out a lot more than Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey just made it look effortless. Barry Bonds had a pretty he did. effortless yeah. swing. But he was also jacked up on the roids. Yeah, it didn't – Should be effortless. It should have been <laughs> – no, if, when you're jacked up, it should be a more difficult swing. I would think. Bats lighter. Because your arm, yeah, but your arms are Getting in, in the, the way. way. Yeah. They're in the way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, but but I digress. But the Reds got to get a starting pitcher. I don't know where you go. Uh, Seattle has Louis Castillo, former Red. Oh, I would take him back in a heartbeat. But, you know, they're going to hang on to him. They're, I don't think they're in the race. You know what? Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some NBA. Talk a little bit of, you're going to love this. Women's golf. Yes. Don't change the channel. You're going to be excited. Rojang? Uh, no. Mm. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk some more baseball as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. All right, we just heard the promo. If you were listening to the commercials, Big X Golf Scramble. Give me the date, Scooter. Uh, September 1st. It is a Friday, Friday. Labor Day Friday. Correct. Uh, you can go to, give me the website, Scooter. Uh, Big X Scramble at yahoo.com is where you email to get your team in. Email to get your yeah. team in. You pay the day of. Correct. Uh, we had a full house last year, if I remember. We did. And, uh, I, of course, celebrities will be there playing, including me. Um, am I a celebrity? D-list. Local celebrity. D-lister. So um, I'll be there with Tony Burke, and uh, we'll fill out our team. A couple of uh, guys that are, you know, 14, 15 handicaps. You can get We're not there to win, I can tell you, you that. You can get 14, 15 under handicaps, and I'm still not worried about y'all. We proved last year <laughs> that we weren't there to win. <laughs> Brought Joe B and my buddy Slugger, and uh, we hacked it around quite a bit. <sighs> Joe B was supposed to be good, but anyway. I, I'll offer him, but I'm not sure I want him playing, to be honest with you. So that is uh, Friday, September 1st at Elk Run. So, um, again, you go to BigXScramble at Yahoo.com to register your team. I uh, look forward to seeing you out there. Early morning start, right after the uh, Kentucky Roll Call Show, right? Yep. The boys will do the show on site, and then we'll uh, – Get out about 9, 9.15 or so to play some golf. And then supposedly Rutherford and Trevor will be out there to do their show that evening. That is, uh, well, that's a celebrity, local celebrity, and Trevor. So Yeah. And then I got a St. X game that night, so I can't get too. Uh, Ooh, I got a game that night, too. I can't get too, what's the word I'm looking for? Imbibed. But that's okay. Um. All right, who do the Reds want to get? Well, let's do some news and notes first. Michelle Wee West 
Yeah, you perked up now, didn't you? This will be her final tournament. She's 33, and she is retiring from golf after the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach. She said she's been waiting on this course. She wanted to play at Pebble Beach. Uh, looking forward to, she hopes, make the cut and be in the final group on Sunday to walk up 18. Uh, she always said when she had children, she would be out. She's got a toddler now, and she's getting out. I respect that. But uh, it makes me feel really, really, really old when I say the words, Michelle Wee is retiring from golf. <laughs> yeah? How about you? Yeah. I mean. Been around a long time. She helped save the game of women's golf. She really did. And uh, if you, <laughs> what was I watching? I was watching an old TV show the other day. and Oh, it was uh, Parks and Rec. And the, uh, the really perverted councilman had pictures of uh, Michelle Wee up on his wall at home. So. <laughs> he said, yeah, she's a great golfer. I love great golf. Why is this one in a bikini? Oh, okay. Um, Joey Chestnut, I mentioned it, had 62 hot dogs yesterday in 10 minutes. And look, they were they almost canceled that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Didn't they? Was it that, the yeah. weather related? It was, uh, yeah, there was a two-hour weather delay. And Joey Chestnut basically saved it. and Because people in the crowd, and that, that place is packed every year. Oh, yeah. It's, down on the, it's out on the pier in New York, um, Coney Island. And he basically said, "No, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this." And boy, sixty-two, you act like it's nothing. You act like for him, it's nothing. For him, it is nothing. That's six point two hot dogs per minute. So, did you watch it yesterday? No. I don't oh, watch okay. It. So you, he eats the dog and dips the bun in, in the water, water mm-hmm. and just basically swallows that it's whole. Disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Is there anything? Would you get in that contest? Not no. not that particular one. Would you get in a hot dog eating contest? I that's what I was going to ask you. I would absolutely. I would, not. I would absolutely not do hot dogs. My brother choked on a hot dog and had to go to the hospital. I'm a little scared of hot dogs. What food competition would you get in that you think you could do pretty well in? Okay, no time limit. If there's no time limit, I think I could eat three large pieces. What? Oh, yeah. In what time? What amount of time? I said no time limit. Well, one sitting. You can eat three large pizzas in one sitting? Oh, yeah. No Thin crust? No yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not buying that. I don't want to do it. I mean, <laughs> if you want to pay me $300 if I do it, then I'll do it. But I'm not going to do it just to do it. Yeah, that's fair. But three Pizza Hut. Uh, by the way, uh, if you want to sponsor Pizza Hut, it's <laughs> 414-1450. Three Pizza Hut Thin Crust. No problem. Hmm. No problem. It's got to be thin crust. Yeah. Can't do, you know, the thick crust, obviously. It's, it's a lot more pizza, but, uh, yeah, three's no big deal. I don't know what it would be for me. Maybe ice cream. I, I might I, I might, I might, go three and a half. I could dominate an ice cream eating. What about dog. wings? No, I can't eat a lot of you wings. You don't do wings? No. I, I mean, I do wings, but I, I can't eat a lot of them. What about tacos? Mm. Now, we're talking, if you're trying to eat as many as possible, you got a taco shell, you got Beef, cheese. That's it. Maybe lettuce. Yeah, I could. That's it. I could do that. How many can you eat in one sitting? Seven, maybe. Soft. I can't eat. I, I eat. I eat like a baby bird. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, you can still send your game show suggestions to the show. Thank you for the few people that did uh, text the line four one four fourteen fifty. 
Got a lot of response to this. Uh, sitcoms last week, great. I got more response so far to game shows, which surprises me because I didn't realize people are, they're very protective of their game shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That if you love a game show, man, don't, don't say anything bad about my game show. Um, Family Feud is winning right now, but it's close. What else is with it? Jeopardy. Really? Match Game, which I know you don't probably even remember. I remember Match Game. Uh, Newlywed Game. That was one of mine. Newlywed Game was great. It was so great uh, in a disturbing way. And then uh, Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune are up there as well. Only one vote so far for Pressure Luck. And that's from Scooter. People missing out. That was the one with about 20 flashing things on the board yeah. and the person would hit the buzzer. Yep. You have the whammies. They'd always shout, no whammies, no whammies. No whammies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Great show. Here's what I found out yesterday from my daughter. Somebody voted for Cash Cab. Did you ever watch Cash Cab? I did, yeah. I thought, naively, that this guy would, they had cameras in the car, and he would just pull up on somebody on the side of the road. They would get in the cab, tell them where they were going, and then they he would drive them there while asking them trivia questions to win money. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know it was the cash cab until he turned Correct. on the lights. That's what I thought. Yeah. I found out yesterday that's not true. No? It was all scripted. Oh. The contestants were picked in advance. Ah, that makes sense. That broke my heart. Yeah. I said, okay, I'm scratching it off the list. Not even going to consider count. it. Yeah. But anyway, we'll do this Friday. We'll we'll go over all the entire list on Friday. You still have time to vote. 414-1450 on the Thornton's text line to vote. Or you can text anything you want. Um, hopefully not vulgar to 414-1450. The M&M Cartage hotline is also open. 502-384-1450. All right, Kentucky plays uh, in Canada in one week in the Global Jam. They are playing, I guess they're playing as the United States of America. Mm-hmm. But I don't, are they going to be wearing Kentucky uniforms or Team USA? I would venture to say USA. See, I think they're going to wear the Kentucky uniform. Really? Yeah. I, think, I don't I, I don't think, think, think they could do that. I don't, that. That's not getting through the loophole, I don't think. Because they just went on an international trip. They went to Bahamas last, last year. Yeah. So they can't technically go on one this year, but they found the loophole by playing under the USA umbrella. So I would imagine they wear the USA jersey. If that's the loophole... It's the most ridiculous loophole I think I've ever heard. Wear your damn UK jersey. <laughs> Everybody knows you all play for Kentucky. We'll talk more about that early next week. I don't even know who they're playing, Scooter. Does uh, Did the boys talk about it a lot so they, far? They act like the competition up in Canada is going to be way better, better than, than the Bahamas. Than it, down in the Bahamas, yeah. At Kentucky, maybe not. Way better than they were last year. Well, I want to say they're T- young. I want to say TJ said he wouldn't be surprised if they lost all three games in Canada. Don't they play four? Maybe four. Yeah, I don't listen all the time. Yeah. Well, you're busy. <laughs> all right, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Milwaukee Bucks had a quote unquote cleanup procedure on his knee. The question now is, will he play for Greece in the FIBA World Cup? If I'm the Milwaukee Bucks front office. There is no way you're going to be allowed to play in the FIBA World Cup. We are paying you way too much money, and you just had your knee operated on. I know the term is cleanup procedure, which seems simple. I'm sure there was no cutting. 
I'm sure it was a laser treatment, probably a couple of little holes in his knee. But there's no way, Scooter, I'm letting the Greek Freak play in the in the FIBA World Cup. Well, especially for a team that doesn't have a chance. Well, they have a chance if he's playing. Mm, I don't think they do. In any event, uh, I'm not. I like Giannis, and I love the fact that he wants to play for his home country, regardless of how good the team is. I love that. I think it's great. Sure. But at some point, you got to put your foot down and say, Giannis, we need you next year. Middleton was hurt the second half of the season. It killed the Bucks. He resigned. He's back. Brooke Lopez resigned. They got Drew Holiday. Maybe they're not the favorites in the East. Boston will still be the favorites till they screw it up. Philly will be one of the favorites. Miami obviously will be one of the favorites. Whoever gets Damian Lillard and probably Miami will be one of the favorites. But the Bucks will be a contender for the Eastern Conference, no question about it, if they can stay healthy because they got everybody back. And one way to stay healthy is not to let Giannis play in the FIBA World Cup. Now, Tony Burke will argue with me. He's going to be playing somewhere anyway. These guys play pickup games. They practice. He can get hurt just as easily playing a pickup game against other NBA players in the middle of August as he can playing in the World Cup. Maybe that's true. If I'm the Bucks, I'm shutting him down. Don't play in any of these games. Don't play in any pickup games against your buddies and your brother and your and your Greek teammates. Brothers. No. Don't you're not doing this. But in, in any event, we'll see what happens. All right, Reds need a pitcher. Not a belly itcher. Where <laughs> could have gone all day without hearing that one. <laughs> Where do they go? All right, well, who's in last place? Who's terrible? Who's not making the playoffs? Detroit Tigers? Nothing jumps to mind there. White Sox? They got a couple guys who can pitch. Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease. Kopech, um, Kopech, uh, Michael Kopech. Is it Kopech? Yeah, I don't know. Understand, I don't know the contract situation for these guys, but any of those three guys would be an upgrade. Yeah, Lance Lynn. Any of those four guys would be an upgrade to what the Reds have at the bottom part of that rotation: three, four, five. Ashcraft, I think, is good, but I mentioned earlier his ERA is six, six, six right now. Andrew Abbott. We've talked about him over and over, the left-hander. He's the best starting pitcher on the team right now. Mm-hmm. And he was in Louisville just a month and a half ago. Uh, so so any of those White Sox guys will be an upgrade. Kansas City, uh, I watched Zach Grinke yesterday. He's done. He's done. But he's been in the league for, I don't know, 37 years. What about, like, uh, Blake Snell from the Padres? <sighs> Are the Padres giving up at this point? I mean, they're or in fourth, should they? they're in fourth in the division, six games behind five hundred. Yeah, they are forty and forty six. They uh, they they beat Otani yesterday. By the way, Otani left with a blister. And not not going to pitch in the All Star game. Trout's on the IL. Trout's on the IL with a broken bone in his hand. I don't understand the ten day IL when you got a broken bone. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get it. That's the injured list you can be on, but he's going to be out more than ten days. Nah, he's not going to be out 60, though. And Anthony Rendon fouled one off of his leg, and he's always hurt, and he had to leave the game last night. Um, Blake Snell be great. I, I, you know, Padres have a lot of money invested in Snell. I'm sure the contract is a long-term. You can't break up the band yet. They just signed 
Tatis, Machado, Cronenworth, long-term deals. I'm sure they got Snell on a long-term deal. Yes, they're having a terrible year. By the way, Tatis not getting in the All-Star game, Fernando Tatis Jr., says more about what the other players in the league think about him than anything. Mm -hmm. Because the players' vote could have gotten him in, and he didn't come close to getting in. No, I mean he's his antics this year when he gets but booed Ron, or whatnot. Okay. But Ronald Acuna has the same antics with Atlanta. The problem is he's having an MVP season and Tatis is hitting in the two forties. Well, Acuna's think. never been quote well, unquote PED, bad guy. And he's never been PED yeah. suspended. I'll give you that. Uh but it feels like the players in the league just don't like Fernando Tatis Jr. And I'm not just talking about pitchers. I'm talking about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see any help coming from the Rockies. What about the Cardinals? They're 15 under 500, last place in the Central Division, 11 and a half games behind first place. You don't say this very often. First place Cincinnati. Woo. <laughs> Do the Cardinals have a – how about – all right, he was, he's been terrible the last two games. Please don't say who I think you're going to say. Two games ago, he only pitched – he didn't get out of the first inning and was seen in tears on the bench. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh-uh. Yesterday, he was just as bad against Miami. Adam Wainwright. Oh, okay. Now, get him out of here. He's a veteran. He's been there. He's a champion. He knows how to win. The question is, does he have enough talent left in that arm for two more months of baseball? Why would a guy who spent his whole career with St. Louis come to Cincinnati? And he's retiring at the end of the it year. It just doesn't make he's sense. He's retiring at the end of the year. He'll, he will retire a Cardinal. Well, you can come to Cincinnati and go back and retire a Cardinal. Nah, it just won't happen. Uh, my, what about uh, Miles Mikolas? Nope. That's where I thought you were the guy going? you hate? Yeah, and I don't want him, yeah. I'm good. I'm good without him. Uh, Pittsburgh's dropping quickly. Mm-hmm. Rich Hill's 44. Jeez. I don't think you want Rich Hill. He's 44? Yeah. Good career. He is the second oldest player in the league behind Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is more than 44? All right. Now you got me questioning myself. There's no way Nelson Cruz is older than 44. Who does Nelson Cruz play for? He's a Padre. Look up Nelson Cruz's, and I'll I'll look up uh, Rich Hill. Rich Hill is... Cruz is 43. Well, how's Rich Hill? I guess you can do better than I can. Rich Hill is also 43. 43. Which one's older? Rich Hill was born in March. I'm going to guess Rich Hill. So, Cruz is... Rich Hill's older then. Yeah. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, Cruz was born in July. Man, I was so close. Uh, you don't want Rich Hill. Even though he's... I mean, I, when I say you don't want, what I keep forgetting to mention is... Anybody seems to be an upgrade from those from the bottom part of the red rotation. So maybe you do want Rich Hill. Maybe you do want Miles Mikolas. Mikolas. God, Satchel Page played until 59. That's what you're looking up? <laughs> By the way, I would say the Phillies, but the Phillies are hot now. Phillies are. have won eight straight road games. I'd take Aaron Nola. They're six, everybody take Aaron <laughs> Nola. They're six games over 500. Uh, what about the Red Sox? Red Sox got some good pitching. They're forty three and forty three, but they're twelve games out. They're not. They're not making the playoffs. I don't know. 
Starting pitchers for the Boston Red Sox. Ooh. Nick Pavetta? I, I like that one. That, that's the one I would go after. Nick Pavetta. Really, though? the Red, I don't know that. They've got to have some pitching. I know they need starting pitching, but I don't know that it's all that imperative. As, as long as they've got get some relief in that bullpen, sure up the bullpen a little bit. I'm running way late. You are running way late. It's okay. We'll take a break. We'll talk game shows. And uh, will the Angels still consider trading Shohei Otani? All that after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. No music. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass, a.k.a. Justin Kalen. Eminem Carnage hotline still open, 502-384-1450. Last chance to get in on the hotline, 384-1450. Last chance during this show to hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Biko with the text. John, I saw correct. if I saw correctly, Louisville was at eight and a half wins. What do you think? Well, I think if a professional writer says that they are going to be favoring 12 games out of 12 games, then over's the bet there. Scooter, am I overthinking this or am I underthinking? You are overthinking it because here's your perfect example. Ed Peak is also a writer, and he said Louisville would win nine games last year. So, well, that's over eight and a half. Well, but they oh, didn't. you're talking about last year. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, but Ed's Ed's looking. Ed's through a red, writer. He's looking through red and black glasses. Though. This <laughs> national writer is not looking through red and black glasses. Maybe he's looking through Jeff Brom glasses. I think over's got to be the bet. Texer says, I uh, touch it. "What tees do the women on the LPGA play from?" Ah ha ha! That's funny. That's a good one. No, that's a good one. They play from further back than you do, sir. I can tell you that. Um, inside joke, T.J. Walker, you just got jammed. <laughs> it's a Parks and Rec joke. Uh, I love me some Parks and Rec. Love it. Uh, trade deadline I mentioned July 31st. Any chance, and I think this chance is kind of going away now that Shohei Otani is dealt. The blister doesn't help. Although, if you could get Shohei Otani and get him signed, you make this deal in a heartbeat. Now, to get him signed, you're probably going to have to come up with $500 million. That sounds crazy, but he is a pitcher. And he is a hitter. He is two different players. This you don't see anymore. I think you'll see more of it in the future because Otani has kind of broken the mold here. But you just don't see it. He is a he leads the league in home runs. He's one of the league leaders in ERA. I mean, what is that? That's crazy. He got he came out yesterday. He was getting knocked around a little bit. Joe Cronenworth of the San Diego Padres is the first player to ever have three extra base hits in a game off of Shohei Otani yesterday. <laughs> How about that stat? Now, I, I would guess you don't see many three extra base hits you don't, in no. a game by a single player. You don't see that very often at all. But he did it off of Shohei Otani yesterday. Otani had to come out with a blister in the sixth inning after giving up back-to-back home runs. How come you don't come out with a blister before you give up the 
back-to-back home runs? That's just a question I have to ask. You got the blister. You're not telling anybody about it, and all of a sudden you give it back-to-back home runs, and they want to know what's wrong. Well, I got this blister. Yeah, maybe you should have told us about the blister before you uh, gave up the back-to-back home runs. San Diego able to, they had an 8-1 lead, and uh, they beat uh, the Angels 8-5 to yesterday. Cubs beat Milwaukee 7-6 in 11 innings. Ian Happ threw two runners out in the, at the plate in extra innings from left field to uh, help the Cubs get the win. They led the game 6-0. Was that on the same play? Milwaukee tight. Uh, same, it might have been the same inning. Okay. Yeah, it had to be the I, same inning. Uh, I thought he did it in the 10th and the 11th. Oh, okay. Maybe it was. I thought he threw a guy out to end the 10th, keep the game tied, and threw a guy out to end the 11th. I know that part to finish the game. Oh, my Cubs What was up terrible. with your boy? My Cubs are terrible. What's, what was up with Ross? So he was so mad for. Well, he was mad about the home plate umpire's calls, balls and strikes. But he was a little angry because the shadows, it was a day game, the mm-hmm. shadows started coming across between home plate and the, and the mound, which makes it more difficult on the hitters. But the Cubs were winning the game at the time. So if you're if you're up six to two or whatever it was at the time, and all of a sudden the shadows are hard on the hitters, you're fine with that. You want it to be difficult. You don't care if it's difficult on your hitters, as long as it's roof. difficult on their hitters. We got the lead, and the umpires decided to close the roof in Milwaukee. So and that was an umpire decision. It was an umpire decision, and David Ross was not happy. I don't know if he's the guy to lead the Cubs. Now, I'm a Cub fan. I'm a David Ross fan. He had a home run in Game 7 of the World Series against Cleveland to help to help uh, win the Cubs' first World Series in 108 years. So I'm a David Ross fan. But I just don't know if he's the guy to to, uh, to manage this team. I said that when he got hired. What are, what are you doing? You're hiring a guy who was a catcher three years ago and never managed or coached in the majors. But the Yankees did it with Aaron Boone. That's what I was going to say. It worked for him. Uh, you know, this happens a lot now. Miami's done it with Skip Schumacher, who was playing in St. Louis two years ago. And the Marlins are, if if it wasn't for the Braves, we'd be talking about the Marlins because they are 50 and 37. So he's doing something right. By the way, the Braves have won 9 of 10. Uh, they're 57 and 28, even after they lost in Cleveland in extra innings yesterday. It's crazy. That's a, I I love, I love my Reds winning the central division wager at 22 to one. I love that. I do. But I really love my Braves winning the world series wager, which I I think I got them at eight to one. I love my Ronald Acuna NL MVP wager. Is that, is that set in stone? Is that over Alice? Uh, I would say so, yeah. Luis Arise. Yeah, he could he could he, say if something. he hits four hundred. Mm-hmm. Be tough okay. to pass on that. If you hit four hundred, last guy to do it, Ted Williams in the forties, I want to say. If you hit four hundred, is it automatic? Because Acuna, let's be honest, overall he's gonna have the better year. Ronald Acuna is hitting 337 with 21 homers, 54 runs batted in, 24 doubles, 
And oh, by the way, I got to find it. How many stolen bases does Acuna have? 41 stolen bases. I mean, those are MVP numbers in, in any league, and the season's not even at the All-Star game yet. Mm-hmm. So he's the MVP. But is it different if Louis Arise hits 400? I think it depends on what the rest of the stats are. Well, he's... Because, I mean, you said it. Acuna's batting 337. Like, that's stupid impressive, too. Well, Arise is 387. Now, he's only got three homers. He does have 41 runs batted in. One stolen base. Acuna's got 41. (laughs) He's one of three in stolen bases. Um, 17 doubles. Acuna's got 24 doubles. Arise plays every day. By the way, as far as defense is concerned, Acuna's better. He's a defensive star in left field. I mean, in right field. He will throw guys out at third like it's nothing on a on a base hit to right. So if you take just home runs and steals, Acuna has 112 more bases than Arias. <laughs> just with those two stats. But 400 is that magical number. Yeah, no, right? I mean, it, it would be ridiculous. It's the magical but... number. It's like when uh, Bob Gibson's ERA was 112. If somebody, if a starting pitcher has an ERA of 111, does he automatically win the Cy Young Award? Mm, no. It'd be hard not to. First of all, your wins and losses are going to be, you're going to be, if you're a starting pitcher and you're allowed to go five innings and your ERA is 111, you're going to, you might win 20 games. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal with the rise. I think it's so automatic. We're about halfway through In this that situation. Season, I don't think the rise thing is automatic. We're about halfway through this season. Say he does finish 400 and let's just double all those stats. The six homers. Two stolen bases and 82 ribbies do anything for you, even if you're batting 400, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You got to have the rest of the numbers. Let me put it this way. I'd feel good about your Acuna bet, even if Arise hits 400. I do. I do feel good. Now, if he hits 425, I might Mm, change my mind. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I watch him play. He doesn't strike out, Mm -mm. and he hits it everywhere. And that's why he's hitting near 400. Right. Because he'll hit one to left. Next time up, he'll hit up the middle. Next time up, he'll pull one down the right field line. Incredible talent. I, I, I understand why the Marlins are 50 and 37. They had the Cy Young winner last year, if you remember, in uh, Alcantara. In Alcantara. Yeah. And this year, he is 3 and 7 with a 493 ERA. But their young pitchers, including him, and he's having a tough year, their young pitchers are really, really good. This hour's over already? Yeah, it was fast. I didn't get to talk about Yuri Perez. That was so fast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Be back tomorrow. We will talk about game show. Steve Bittenbender from BetKentucky.com will join me to talk sports betting in Kentucky tomorrow. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it on the X.